0: Well, hello out there, everybody. This is Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, too, and uh, also some guy named Jim Cummings. You're not going to believe this, but you are listening to the Canned Air podcast. Good job. Keep it up.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley.
2: I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook.
1: And here, joining us today to talk about her comic, her webcomic, Num, that's done. It's a horror mystery comic done in watercolor. It's so freaking beautiful. I mean, watercolors in general, typically, but man, these are, uh, they just pop off the page. And a new page posts every Wednesday at NinaEvelina.com. We welcome Nina Evelina. Thank you so much for being here, Nina.
3: Thank you for having me, guys. We that hope was so beautiful. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, was try- I was hoping to get a tear, but I don't see one. So I guess I'll have to try harder next time. But all the same. I- <laughs> Randy cried. that of work.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I smiled the tears away.
1: There we go. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> We've got a good episode for you today in our Retro Roundtable. We're going to be talking about those edge-of-the-seat moments that just uh, grab your attention and don't let go from throughout pop culture. So this ought to be interesting. I think a few of mine, I've, well, I think I've probably talked about them all before, but not in this uh, way. So... I'm excited to see what you guys have, and then after we do that, we're going to turn our attention over to Nina and talk more about NUM and just everything she has going on uh, over at her website. A lot of cool things over there. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram, Can underscore air. And if, again, you want to show some support, like what we're doing, want to get some extra content for said support, patreon.com forward slash cannedairpod, or you can just go to our website and click on the little Patreon button there. And uh, five dollars a month gets you access to the Candair Patreon pod. Ten dollars a month gets you access to not only the Candair Patreon pod, but bonus uh, pods we've done, uh, a little bit more elaborate, uh, some crazy projects we've got in there that you aren't going to hear on this free on the free side. So get on board, people. Get on board. Uh, what else we got, gentlemen?
2: Your boys are proud members of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to check out uh, all the other great shows and uh, mm-hmm. us on Evergreen.
1: Yeah, I need to go through the social media this week And get uh, get that link added on all that I keep forgetting to do that
2: But mm-hmm.
1: Very proud we are, nonetheless Very proud And I think, is there anything else, gentlemen? Nope. Alright, well let's kick it off then With our retro round table
3: And away
1: we go
0: I do that. <laughs> I'll be back
2: <laughs>
1: Shut up. All Shut right. Up! Who would like to kick us Shut off? Up! Edge of your seat moments. Jack, let's start with you. What do you got?
0: Mine is kind of a two parter because it kinda happened in two separate movies, but it was the same situation. Oh my god. Talking about Oh my <laughs> God, we might have the same one. <laughs> the yep. first scene in Cliffhanger? No. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I know okay. what you're well, talking yeah. about, though. Okay. Yeah, the whole intro when his partner died hanging yes. on a rope. And just oh, the way yeah. that
3: they. That, love that one.
0: I love that one. Say, the, way that the they one by it. Rennie
3: Harling Royce.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. They filmed everything, so there was so much more depth and height. So you actually got a kind of that uneasy feeling from being so high in the air.
1: Yeah, you do. But that
0: whole first scene when he's slipping off the buckle and he finally lets go, every time I've seen that, I'm just sitting there on the end, just sick to my stomach. And then the second part is uh, Ace <laughs> Venture. It? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 it's the same exact feeling, but it's so much funnier. Yeah. That poor oh. raccoon, just when they <laughs> zoom in on its eyes, when just before it lets go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> that was you were absolutely right that was horrifying to watch as a child it, it, it was the same kind of feeling that you get uh from watching the film uh, the good son with elijah wood and macaulay calkin when macaulay mm-hmm. falls off the cliff at the end it's that
0: same oh, kind I of a feeling about that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah jim curry he he really sells it
0: yeah mm-hmm. i forgot well, that about jim you, curry that you guys didn't know that you didn't have the same pick on that one because i was like no, damn i think I,
2: jeremy and i do
0: i don't know now i mean
1: you're set up i don't know we'll see later if me and randy do but uh, you'll see very good though i wouldn't have thought of that and damn that was an edge of your seat moment what a good movie what a good movie it's the edge
2: of her seat moment just thinking we all have the same thing
0: yeah really
1: <laughs> all right so let's turn over to nina how about uh you favorite edge of the seat moment
3: Yeah, for me, I I wanted to go to childhood as well, and I wanted to say, like, the first uh, Spider-Man movie movie by Sam Raimi, because that was me. Like, I would say, like, it's the whole damn movie, because for me, it was the first time to experience a comic book character in a film, and I was a a big Spider-Man fan, so when my dad uh, took me and my sister to watch it, I didn't even, like, realize that... These kind of characters could be on the movie screen. Which right. is really funny talking about it right now and when yeah. they are the biggest thing ever. <laughs> but but yeah, like that movie had so many scenes, like when he's hanging in the in the ceiling, when
1: the throne
3: is checking the room, yeah. that that scene and the blood drops. That was like, oh, and, and then the, then the final battle scene when the music can all stop and uh spider-man gets really like kicked out kicked the shit out of him yes. and then his uh, suit is all torn and there's no music and it's super dramatic like it was it was everything nine-year-old Nina was living for like that was so <laughs> cool such an experience and, and I have to also say like the second movie when the doctor octopus when the tentacles go crazy oh, like yes. like oh, yeah. Samremys spider man movies are like the whole thing Thing is like a big edge of us, of, edge of your seat moment for me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they are such good films. And it's, it's irritating because um, there are people that nowadays, you know, since there's so many different Spider-Man movies to pick from here in 2021, you know, they'll give those movies some shit. <laughs> and it's um, frustrating because you were absolutely right. Um, you know, for you, it sounded like it lined up just with how old you were, you know, being one of your first comic movies. But it was really like, aside from, the, you know, the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman you know, there have been a lot of failed <laughs> comic book movies, but this was yeah. like the first like big mainstream one. And uh, man, going I remember going to see a movie I didn't want to see just to see the trailer for the Spider-Man film. Yeah, and yeah. it was just 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 a quick teaser of him dropping, like you were saying, from the ceiling in the shadow, and then zips back up right as the bad guy turns around, and just the chills that went through my body because you couldn't get on yeah. YouTube then; you couldn't yeah. just easily pull the. You
0: had to And go it see was
3: it. exactly like in the comics, like he really captured the the feeling. Like yeah. he really like I remember watching it, like only thing was that Harry Osborne was not that good looking, like James Franco. Like <laughs> for me that was like this doesn't seem right. But but anyway, like, I don't complain about that, though, either. But but still, (laughs) and even, like, uh, as a kid, they were huge things. But as an adult, I still, like, they are still my favorite. Like, they Mm. hold up so well, like, the action and everything. Like, he's such a good director. So they are, like... They are great for kids, like to experience in that age, like perfect movies. But as an adult, like they don't get old. Like I think everyone can enjoy them, and they are yeah. such uh,
0: masterpieces. One of the best parts of seeing him was actually flying and doing the acrobatics, the acrobatics through the the city when he was swinging, because you would yeah. really only get to see that in the comics, like especially the way he'd pose and stuff. But you would see mm-hmm. all those movements and stuff. So that was always that's right really sitting there just like. Oh. Oh, my God, he's doing that spin. He's doing that Well, like the end at the very on the first one when he flies up around the uh, or up onto the, the the American flagpole and then he jumps oh, and then yeah. flies right at you. That 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 one pose that you've seen in like every poster or book mm-hmm. comic book. Yeah. Just bringing all that stuff to life. That was always great. And yeah, just chilling out on the tip of your seat the whole time.
3: Mm hmm.
1: You're right that uh, like when he first starts web spinning, like he had been trying, I guess, on rooftops and shit. But like hadn't he found, you know, he was chasing the guy who just shot his Uncle Ben. So he now had this anger and he, was, he had to do it And that that like first person perspective when he throws the first web and he's swinging directly at a wall. And you realize, you know, he, that he's got a it's a it's a dance, you know, shooting back and forth between yeah each wall to keep going straight it's not as easy as the comics might make it look
3: (laughs) yeah and then the music hits oh it's so perfect
1: yeah it's good (laughs) the only thing about that I didn't like was the Nickelback song uh, as the promo (laughs) (laughs) a hero to
0: save us Uh,
1: (laughs) made me think of like Kiss from a Rose or something (laughs) Uh, yes exactly Oh, man. Good pick, though. Good pick. Uh, Randy, what do you got, sir?
2: All right. Well, at the risk of... uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to skip that one because I'm pretty sure you and I have the same thing. No, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: Uh, All right. um, Mine was also two movies, uh, one of mine. And uh, both movies, I don't think I've ever been so much on the edge of my seat, which is Avengers Endgame and Avengers uh, Infinity War.
1: Wasn't my pick.
2: Really? Okay. Okay. And Infinity War... You know, you, you were used to the Marvel movies up to that point where the good guys always win. Everybody comes out on top, whatever. And then, you know, right at the beginning when Hulk gets his ass beat and then you've got um, all the Asgardians getting just slaughtered and Loki getting choked out. You, you kind of <laughs> realized, hey, this isn't going to be your yeah. typical Marvel movie.
1: That, that then, Hulk ass kicking was the perfect metaphor for the rest of the film.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, And then um, at the end where, you know, after the snap and everybody starts disappearing and you're like, shit, who's going to who's going to disappear next? Not Spider-Man. He's got a movie coming out. What? You know, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then just the following movie and Endgame, game, the, the battle between when uh, before every, all the re- reinforcements showed up and it was Thanos and Captain America and Thor mm. and they both got knocked out. And then. You know, he's going to like kill Thor and you just see Mjolnir come out of nowhere, nail him and then flies into the hand of Captain America. I mean, I I literally jumped up at the theater on that one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it it was uh, it was awesome for sure. I've watched that so many times on YouTube. I can't even tell you
0: (laughs) that whole last part, especially the on your left every time. Nothing but chills in there and every time it's sitting there just stuck to the tv glued watching it
1: i wish they would have used that opportunity to uh you know hulk you know got his ass kicked at the beginning of infinity war so i feel like hulk should have whooped the shit out of thanos at the end of endgame at (laughs) some point you know like yeah laid some smackdown but you we didn't we never got like hulk mad hulk after uh after ultron did we or after ragnarok excuse me no no he told me no we
3: didn't my favorite moment from Endgame was definitely the moment when Scarlet Witch had her chance to yes. almost solo kill Thanos. Like that was the that was the moment. <laughs>
1: and she could have pulled it off too, had like yeah. rain fire not happened, because she was just stripping the armor off of him. It was yeah, about yeah, to was go so down. Ripe.
0: And then I Jeremy's that's how it ended. You really did see her defeat him, and then somehow right. a snap happened, been like what. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's going to be hard to see how they follow
2: up in the next Avengers movie, you know, and then the, end the next phase, like how how they're going to top
0: that. Yeah,
1: I, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, WandaVision's laid out some new stuff. I'm sure Falcon Winter Soldier is going to lay out
0: some new stuff. So who knows? What's weird, is it going to be another 10 years build up to this big thing? Or if there's going to be, you know what I mean? Like there was three Avengers movies. Well, four of them, I guess. Yeah. But if like it's going to keep going that way. take a decade to do
1: the whole next couple phases, you mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or to end it? I don't I know. I think they
1: had to probably do some, like, crazy rewriting with the death of, uh, what was it, Chadwick? Uh, uh, Bozeman. Bozeman, thank you. Yeah. Because I think they were really, again, I think they were planning, I had heard rumored they were planning to bring Dr. Doom in through Black Panther 2, mm. which, I mean, if they're bringing Doom in, and you worked know what to for his means. armor. What's that? Yeah, it would work for his armor. Exactly. That's why that was yeah. the whole uh, That's what I had read that it was all about him trying to take the vibranium, <laughs> which <laughs> sounds like doom to me.
2: Yeah. Well, but. Jeremy, to quote your favorite line from that movie What you got for me, Jeremy Colley? <sighs> what? I don't remember them saying that in any movie. You never mind. <laughs> you and your problem with Captain Marvel and when she's like, what do you, you got something for me, Peter Parker?
1: Oh, yeah. Just her, I don't know. Like, I'd never liked the Captain Marvel character in the oh, movies. In the movies. Cute. They just, she just was done so corny. Like, it was, she, they should have brought her in earlier. It's like they brought her in, like, between Infinity War and Endgame just so they had an ace up the sleeve to win in Endgame, you know? But, um... I don't know. Like in the height of this battle, and she's like headbutting Thanos and getting in the thick of it, she still has this like perfectly hairsprayed and like styled hair and shit. I'm like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have at least a little bit of dirt on your face or something.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe that's just me. The
0: cosmic energy doesn't allow it to stick to her.
1: Oh, is that what it is? It's just always kind of just Pretty like sure. flowing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Kevin Sorbo's hair. Like an angel, then, is what you're trying to say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Sorbo's hair. (laughs) It's always that slight breeze blowing no matter where he's at. You're inside, man. How's it happening?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those feathers just want to take off. They don't care. Doesn't have to be a breeze. (laughs) All right. Enough about Sorbo's hair, (laughs) as beautiful as it is. Um, I will go on to the movie I thought you both were going to uh, mention. Okay, so when The Force Awakens was ending, when The Force Awakens was coming out, Star Wars Force Awakens, boy, was it super exciting to know that we were going to get to see Luke Skywalker again. Because he'd been seen on the set, filming, so we knew he was going to be in it. And so when, you know, two hours and 15 minutes go by, and you still haven't seen him, I was kind of on the edge of my seat going, what the fuck? Where is he? (laughs) Where is he? So... When they finally show him, like I'm gripping the arms, like what's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? <laughs> Says nothing. nothing. <laughs> now you talk about sitting on the edge of a seat for two years, okay? Or was that how? Yeah, there are two years between those films, between that and yeah, Last Jedi. I think so, yeah. So then, when Last Jedi comes out, I've been waiting all this time. I get back in the seat. Put my fingernails deep in there like they were before. Because, you know, this has got to be good. Two years build up. He, You saw the expression on his face. He had worry. He had concern. He knew the weight, the gravity of the situation. And holy shit, was it a letdown. He just grabs the <laughs> saber and throws it over his shoulder. I out loud in the theater went, what? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it, it, again, set the tone it's it's a, that it's perfect metaphor at the beginning to let you know what's about to happen. Oh, crap. <laughs> this isn't going to be good. And alas, it was not good. Am I the only one that uh,
0: has those feelings? I mean, I was on the edge of my seat to finally see Luke, but after the end, I, I guess I at the end, I was like, that's it? That's it? After you finally saw him and he throws it, I don't know if I was so pissed, but it was just oh, more was of pissed. a... <laughs> <laughs> I was pissed. I was pissed.
1: Because why would he just throw it in such like a comedic way when he was like... Gazing at her, and like you could like see the the gravity again in in the situation on his face for him to just be like yeah eh, fuck it and throw it over his shoulder. <laughs> like I was like it doesn't make sense, doesn't make sense. But anyway, I digress. We uh move back around to Jack.
0: My next one's from a movie that it took me an ungodly amount of time to finally watch it. Well, I guess it wasn't ungodly; it was a couple of years after it finally came out on digital, and I was disappointed the first time to watch it because. In the title of the movie, you know, it kind of gives you an idea of how it's going to be. But I didn't realize it. The movie is A Quiet Place. And the first time I was getting ready to watch it was a bootleg version. And I didn't realize there was was subtitles. I was like, oh, okay. But then it was like Korean subtitles. And then they were signing a bunch. So I was like, shit, I don't know it enough to really know what they're saying. (laughs) But then I finally got to watch it on i think it was prime or something like that and that yeah. movie almost the whole movie is the edge of your seat intense oh yeah just because it happened to be so quiet and any noise happening and then when something finally happens waiting for it to happen oh my god i made a
1: big mistake right before we started watching that movie and that was uh turning on the the dishwasher <laughs> because, you know, you wouldn't normally hear the darn thing, but the movie was so quiet. It was so, like, deadly quiet in the house. All you could hear were glasses and dishes clinking together. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, what a good movie. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, they were making a second of those, right? I believe they are, yeah. And if I remember correctly, Jim Halper died in the first one, yep. and yeah, he looks to be in the trailer for the second, or the poster,
0: I believe she somehow. Well, you haven't seen Wonder Woman, never mind. I was gonna say that she wishes him back, and he comes (laughs) back.
1: (laughs) Don't tell me that's really how they handled that in Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) Is that what they did in Wonder Woman? Pretty much, yeah. Eighty-four. Yeah. Yeah. Are you shitting me? Yeah. No. There wasn't a great explanation.
0: They just. Uh, You really don't even know what happens. All of a sudden, he just shows up, and it's not even him. It's. His consciousness in another person's body, but she recognizes him. Or she sees him as whatever his name is. But, yeah, somehow so everyone she else
1: doesn't see Captain Kirk. They just see. Like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of weird because I was like, I don't remember her wishing for anything, but it, I guess it was just kind of a maybe a look or just a feeling that you could see an emotion on her face. Like the heart's she wishes stuck. can't be heard, Jack. Exactly. That's exactly what it
1: was. <laughs> Oh, ridiculous. Oh, my God. But Let's no, get back to talking about men who can crawl up the too. wall. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, good pick, though. Uh, and that brings us back around to Nina.
3: Okay, yeah. For me, um, I'm going to change it up a bit and talk about, uh, I don't know if you know Rumiko Takahashi. She's a mangaka. Well, I have a horror manga from her called Mermite Saga, that's like, um, it's about four volumes long, and it's very interesting, like, the concept is about these um, uh, Mermite creatures, and if you eat the flesh of a Mermite, you will live forever, like, you either, like, get immortality, or then uh, it's only, like, handful of people who can, like, handle the change, and if they eat it, and they are not lucky once they turn into these soul, soulless monsters. Oh. And this uh, manga is uh, following these uh, two young people who have eaten the flesh and are immortal. And the only way to cut, uh, kill immortal person is to cut their head, so like that's the premise. And this comic follows their adventures in all these like um, short stories about all these uh, mermaids and creatures and people, and it's really great, all, all, of, all of it. But my favorite story where the villain is actually um, revealed to be an eight year old boy who is actually 800 years old person who back in like old ages uh, when it was a big like um, hunger era, when no one had food in Japan, uh, he found mermaid flesh and fed it himself and he survived. And then he offered it to his mother and the mother turned into a monster. So after that, um, he can live forever, but he's stuck as a little kid because you don't grow older after you have eaten the flesh. So he basically always, through the centuries, finds women to test uh, mermaid flesh on them. And if they survive, he will like make them take care of him. So it's really interesting kind of villain, and it's really like uh, cold shit, <laughs> cold yeah. shit in that manga. And I really recommend you guys to read it. But that that's like that story really had me invested because it was it was kind of a twist where he's actually like a oh, really innocent kid, and oh, we have to protect him. But then it's revealed that oh no, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Actually, this this guy is a bit <laughs> it, older. So so that was great moment. Great awesome. great story.
1: That does sound really good. It yeah. it, it kind of reminds me of uh, from the Twilight Zone movie the 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 skit where the the eight year old boy had all the crazy kinetic powers. He could pretty much wish anything he wanted into existence, yes. and mm-hmm. how everyone was just so scared of him. That was, man, that's really cool. I like that.
3: Yeah, definitely check it out. It's translated in English so so you can you can probably easily find it, I think. And my favorite part is when the main character who's like 500 years and he always like he very often has this rants like okay, I have lived for 500 years, so you better get used to it and tries to give this tough guy speech to the kid and then the kid just shoots him and be like <laughs> You punk! I'm eight hundred. <laughs> yeah. Like oh shit! <laughs> You're playing with the big boys now. Moment, but, but yeah, definitely, definitely check out Mermaid Saga. It's it's really worth it.
1: Uh, Jack, I know you've seen uh, what we do in the shadows, but what about uh, Nina and Randy? Have you guys seen that with the va- the yeah, three vampires? It's
3: fantastic. I have
2: not yet.
1: Now, Nina, are you referring to the film, the movie, or the actual television show?
3: Uh, I have seen the movie, and this, I haven't seen all of the television show, but I have seen some uh, some episodes.
1: It Just everything you were saying there also made me think of uh, Laszlo, one of the vampires. I don't know if you remember Jack, but <laughs> he had a one-off with the camera talking about a night 500 years ago where he really fucked up and turned a baby into a vampire. <laughs> and there was like this 500-year-old <laughs> infant living in Brooklyn or something. <laughs> oh,
3: Dang. Oh, and i think
1: oh, dave god. bautista was the vampire that was imprisoned the one who that was blamed for that They're blamed for it yeah that's <laughs> right that's when they
0: went to the big trial they yeah because
1: yeah. <laughs> wasn't like tilda swinton like played herself as one of the vampires
0: <laughs> yeah wesley snipes was on skype he couldn't yes. he couldn't get it to work right paul like, Shut up.
1: paul rubin yeah. was there yeah <laughs> oh my god what a great show All right, that brings us back around to, uh, who is it, Randy?
2: I'm going to go ahead and piggyback off Anina, too. Um, I've been uh, recently uh, getting into some more anime and manga and stuff like that. Um, I kind of took a break for a while, and then I've been watching Attack on Titan. Oh, God, I love that show. Which, yeah, which if you're into any type of anime or manga, don't get too ca- attached to the main characters because they're either gonna die or like, all the rules are off when it comes to uh, either one of those. Um, Attack on Titan is basically, uh, it's set in kind of medieval times, starting out like early World War One. II, later on, it, it's hard to explain real quick. Is that but... medieval World War
0: One? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: At the beginning, you're like, screw you, Jack.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Power through it, Randy. That's why you get ball busted. You got to to power through it. It's a learning experience.
2: Anyway, powering Mm. through. So basically, there's a group of characters, and then the bad guys are these huge, ginormous, like humanoid, just freaks that try and eat you. You know, their, their whole thing is the only way to kill them is you have to be on these like jet propelled grappling lines and swing around and cut them on the back of the neck. And, uh, you know, it, it follows these cadets as they're training and um, getting ready to go fight. And they're all getting pumped up like we're going to kick ass, blah, blah, blah. And they go into all these backstories and all these characters. And then by like the fifth episode, when the Titans actually invade the city, half of them get wiped out. Like, yeah. just unceremoniously, like, bitten in half, their heads ripped off, squashed on buildings. Like, it's just... And that's the entire anime. I
1: need to just, see that. It,
0: that's
1: it's just so it's good.
0: Awesome. The text so, for flying around is awesome, too. The 3D gear they fly around on. It's so cool. So, yeah, you have castles and kind of old-worldy, medieval stuff at the beginning. <laughs> and then once you
2: get <laughs> into, like, the th- I think the third or fourth season, you figure out some other stuff, and it's, like, very World War One, two, it's crazy. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I I have seen... I mean, I know Jack and uh, uh, Jeff used to talk about it quite a bit. And every time I see it, it looks interesting. I haven't just taken the dive. But just last week, I was watching videos on uh, YouTube. I like to watch... uh, like things at amusement parks, like rides on the other side of the world, or things that have been abandoned, stuff like that. What they were talking about was one week a year, what they do in this uh, theme park is they celebrate all of uh, Japanese's most popular things in pop culture. And they have a whole attack on Titan. I don't know if it's a day or not, but the, they always have mm. like weird... Um, like great big things around the park decorations and one of them was uh like a big crack in the wall with one of those guy's face pressed up on it one of those yep. monster's face Ugh. with his eye the eye was like darting around looking at everybody as they walked by but i don't know if it was that same year or the following year they actually put in like a two scale uh like one of those what are they called even titans Titans. yeah they're okay one of those Titans bending over so like you could have a photo op where it looked like he
0: was bending down to pick you up or something. And it looked horrifying <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. The animation or the anime, the way that they animate them running around, like especially some of them, cause they, they run fast, but their head and arms just kind of wobble back. They're yeah, yeah. real kind of stupid the way they run sometimes. And so disorderly, dis- I don't know what the word is. Hour through it, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) But that's
1: I mean, that's you know, Japanese animation too, they typically have way more frames per cell. Yeah. So that motion looks even more horrifying because it's so fluent and not choppy. You know what I mean?
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Ugh. I'm gonna have to. Unnerving, that's the word. Unnerving. (laughs) Yes. Very good. That was that was whose pick? That was Randy's? That was mine. All right okay um my last pick is going to be um jack you still haven't seen breaking bad have you
0: no but i've had it
1: spoiled for me so (laughs) (laughs) nina have you seen it yeah yeah okay um huge edge of the seat moment i mean that whole series you know kind of much like nina was saying with spider-man that whole series is an edge of the seat moment but what really, like, stopped me in my tracks, like, blew my mind, was when um, Walt's brother-in-law got killed.
0: Oh, my God. Get the hell so. out of here, Jack. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
1: I mean, <clears throat> because that was like, um, boy, I guess like Randy was saying with Infinity War, you know, you expect all your people to survive and to win and to become victorious. And at the end, when they don't, you're kind of like, what the hell? Like, like if he got killed, like, well, how would they explain that? But damn it, they did it. And they did it like that. There was no like huge buildup. It just happened so quick that bugged me for a few days. Like it, like it, I've almost felt like I watched somebody really get shot. Like the delivery from it was so good
3: yeah I love the fact that he knew it was going to happen while Walt was completely in denial and he was just like he knew exactly that it was going to come it was
1: great what it was like is Walt he's already made up his mind like this is happening and then bam Oh, oh and then Walt's reaction like that I mean that I mean that doesn't get any realer well I guess he had been killing people in barrels and shit up to that point so what do I know I guess it's the first time it feel...
0: really hit home like that close to home for him. That makes me feel good knowing that cuz I couldn't stand his character. Yeah, I Just guess he's, that. Just these he's the
3: character that kind of kind of grows on you. I think he was written to be really annoying at first, but then you start to know him more and he grows on you like the It's really yeah. well-written character that it doesn't start as like it's yeah, it's really really you may grow to like him and then you will be sad that you know okay. he'll die. <laughs> well I didn't you,
0: get that far into it to be able to like him. I couldn't stand him. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, like Nina's saying, I think that
1: was that was uh formulaic. You know, they they didn't he was supposed to be that kind of a character, but once mm-hmm. he realized who Heisenberg was, then like I really got on board. Not because I wanted to see him bust Walter or anything, but You just saw more depth in that character, like within, you know, the last 10 minutes of an episode of his realization. Damn, I want to watch that. (laughs) I'll just have to watch that scene. But uh, that's my last. That's my last pick. If anybody else has a pick. Nope, I'm tapped. All right. Well, with that, I think we're going to jump to a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to be turning our attention over to Nina and be talking more about her webcomic Numb. So we'll see you here in just a second. And we're back. (laughs) Woo! Yeah. A commercial so quick you didn't even hear it.
0: Yeah.
1: I I really hope the the network starts putting those commercials in soon because it's just so so awkward to say I'm going to a commercial and then just come right back, you know? But anyway, that's the situation we're in at the moment. But anyway, Nina, thank you so much for being here and talking with us. Uh, It's been a blast so far. Hope you've had fun. But uh, very excited to talk about... Uh, your webcomic. Again, a horror mystery comic that's done in watercolors that's, again, just so freaking gorgeous. I don't know how to describe it. I'll let you do it, actually. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about Numb?
3: <laughs> well, thank you, and thank you for having me. And yeah, indeed, I create this webcomic called Numb, and I started it back in 2015, and it's indeed a mystery story that also combines surreal horror and then it's very character driven drama as well. And um, what I can say about the plot, because it's one of those stories that uh, the less you know, the better experience it will be. Mm. I I, I think myself so, and my readers have also said this. So I keep it brief in this case. But the story basically starts with uh, Susan and Levi, who are old childhood friends. And they are both struggling through life in their own ways. And their life takes a change after Levi gets hit by a car when he's trying to save this young man who only he can see. And this kind of um, causes this chain of effects that in their lives, and all these kind of dark powers start to maybe lurk around, and they still have to navigate through their own relationship in the middle of all of that. I That's hope that made any sense, but no, yeah. No, it made perfect <laughs> <That> sense. <did. laughs> it
1: made perfect sense. So I'm very curious about... Uh, you said this has been going since 2015. Uh, I take it you've been painting though much longer than uh, two thousand and fifteen,
3: yes, yeah, the first pages were drawn in two thousand and twelve. So oh, wow. yeah, yeah, i I had this this I have been working since I was in high school, but I started to uh, draw the first pages um, just when I was graduating. I was sketching the characters uh, long before I even started that. But, yeah, the first pages were drawn in two thousand and twelve, and then, to 2015 that's like the 2015 when I started to put it online I already had some big pile of pages ready but when I started to put it online then it's kind of became a weekly thing and people started to see it so there I picked up the pace of working on it so so yeah
1: very cool now now a new uh, page released every Wednesday and yes. <clears throat> if you look at just one of these pages, you'll be like, how does she do that in a week? So I have to imagine does does that page does it is it solid working Wednesday to Wednesday to get that ready? Like how long does one of those pages uh, typically take you?
3: It's actually um, one page takes me about one or two days maybe. Um, wow. when I yeah when i started like my goal was because i knew i was i wanted to do a comic with this and i wanted to do a long comic so i i didn't have that much time so i always had this like time in my head like i cannot take more than two days on one page so and eventually because i put that I put myself into that box that i have to work this fast so eventually i learned to work around it so so you know my i got faster because i had to so sure. that's uh, the work that you see is something that has been like since i have been drawing them for eight years these pages so i have slowly getting a bit better of handling my time so i can slowly become more better to add more details and start to be aware of this, the art side of it. So they they improve slowly but surely. That's incredible. But, but I'm happy to hear that there's an illusion that there's, like, weeks spent on one page.
1: <laughs> well, my God, I, if I was trying to replicate something like that, weeks would be generous. It'd take much longer. Like, I, the skill that goes into uh, not only painting but using that paint to... Uh, I guess, illustrate depth and stuff. Uh, I noticed on your latest page, you know, you're one of the characters is at a podium talking and just looking at the face of this character, you can almost see like a roundness to the eyes or a roundness to the cheek. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so impressive to me that people can uh, make something like that pop off a two dimensional canvas. It's so yeah. it's an amazing talent.
3: Thank you very much. I'm I'm a big fan of animation. Like I'm diehard for comics and I'll always have been, but animation is my second favorite. So I always have uh, loved to be able to construct these three-dimensional, like really um, characters that are are alive. Like when I draw a face, I really want to, even though it's like it's flat, it's on paper, but I still want to draw it as it's it's like if I could turn it. It could right. it could be uh it's it's a head like they are not just like flat drawings. Right. So so I'm really uh, passionate about that, and I always try to like improve my anatomy and all that, so that I can take it to the next level and. For me, the most fun part of drawing the comic is the characters and the expressions that have them act in the paper and how much I can uh, leave out saying and I can just have them act out. Like, that's my that's definitely my favorite part of the comic is to make people just read their characters, expressions and faces. And right. from that, they can just tell what they are feeling.
1: It's amazing. It's such a talent, such a talent. I don't mean to hold it, the mic, Jack or Randy. Go ahead. It's digital
0: watercolor, right? Or are you actually uh, are you doing it brush by brush? Uh,
3: it's traditional. Yeah, it's it's painted. Is it really? Holy yeah, shit,
0: yeah. seriously. So when you yeah. when you're doing the panel <laughs> layout, are you just doing one picture and then do you scan it and then lay it out that way? Or do you have a whole page with the panels? I
3: have a whole page. Uh, you can give me a second. I, I'm one meter away from a page, so I can tr- show you. Okay. <laughs> it's no good for listeners, but
1: if you want to. <laughs> well, screw them. We want to see it. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs>
0: That changes the whole game if it's.
1: I was going to ask the uh, same question, actually, right as you did, and that is just blows my mind because you know how many people have we had on that you know make amazing watercolor or this or that, but they yeah. oh look at that.
3: There's basically yeah, one page. It's like uh, A3. I don't know. If they use uh, American measurements, but it's like A3, like
1: what is that? Like an eleven by seventeen. Eleven by jack? seventeen. Yeah. yeah probably.
3: Like yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, it's like traditional. You know, uh, watercolor art i i like uh, sketch the paper and then then start to color it but yeah yeah i do it traditionally for me dig- digital art is really hard so <laughs> for me it was easier <laughs> to just draw it i would think and, so and with traditional it's actually um a handier i think a lot of traditional artists would agree when i say that because when you draw traditionally you cannot like back up like when you have undo, fucked undo. It up, undo. it's fucked up and you have to move past. <laughs> but with uh, digital art, you can always like go back and then you will be uh, spending rest of your life with one panel. So right. so with traditional, mm. you don't have room for that. So with comics, it's actually quite handy for me because I I always know that certain point that I have to stop, even if I don't like the page. And there's there's many pages where I'm like, Ah. Yeah. But, but, but you know, show must go on. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just moved to the next one.
1: We've talked to so many people doing comics. So many and not many are still doing it the way you are. And the way yeah. you are doing it, I feel, is the best way. Because when, when I was looking at it, I was, uh, you know, before we started the show, I was like, this is so gorgeous. But like Jack, you know, I was thinking, well, this is good. But, you know, this day and age, it has to be done digitally. And especially if she's pumping them out in a week's time. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's even more incredible. So you've got to get it scanned in and looking a certain way before you present. That's something else. I had no idea.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I had the spe- uh, speech bubbles and the lettering, of course, digitally. So, sure. so Yeah. So, wow. so that's the part. But yeah, and, and I, I have a lot of buffer like I work. Um, I'm Right now I'm a few months ahead of the schedule and I always try to make about two pages a week. So that way when I update one page a week, I will stay ahead pretty nicely. When I started, I used to publish like uh, two pages a week like every Wednesday and Friday mm-hmm. but I was in the university and when I was doing my master's thesis and I kind of <laughs> ran out of my buffer and, and after that I had to put it back to just one page a week and I was pretty sad <laughs> about that but well.
1: <laughs> well yeah you gotta you gotta take care of those priorities right <laughs> yeah
3: badly exactly.
1: uh, so you know you were talking about uh you've wanted to do this long comic for some time uh, it's been going since 2015 and from what i saw online is 400 pages plus at this point um is this one any story that you see like having an end or is it just going to keep going and uh are you also planning to release this in like a paperback uh, format ever
3: yeah, uh, I have I have the uh, ending in mind, and I have it all laid out. So, so there's definitely like when I started, I had the start, middle point, and the end. And even now, like the ending has remained the same, and uh, maybe something is changed in between, but I have the overall plan so it's it's definitely heading to something and it's it's like there is i have an ending figure out trust me guys and <laughs> yeah so so that's that's figured out and i'm actually right now like funding the very first volume like the printing for the ver- very first volume and then it will collect the prologue and the first five chapters so that will be like the first 200 pages uh, that will be oh, wow. printed in like next month so it's a, it's awesome. the indiegogo nice. campaign i have going on
1: perfect it's 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 live right now or is that just yeah. or do, are those timed or i don't know exactly how indiegogo works
3: uh, i think it's, those are ongoing
0: it,
1: it, those are ongoing it's,
3: it's yeah it's ongoing right now it started at the start of this month and it will be till the 31st the the final day of this month so, Okay. Yeah. okay
1: Well, we'll have to put links up for that. I saw Indiegogo on there, but I did not uh, click on it. I guess I should have. Shame
3: on me. Sorry. (laughs) I'm planning to, like, uh, this year we'll print the first book, and after that I'm planning to... Uh, print one volume each year so next year there will be like the second one and then the third one there will be a few books of this one (laughs) okay cool
1: it's you know it's it's awesome to have them online to read them that way but you know i'm sure you can relate nina comic lovers love to have that in their hand too so what a reward for you know people who have stuck around with you and been reading online and like oh now they get to have the physical copy there's something special about a physical copy isn't there
3: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I definitely like I, I I drew this to be printed like I love web comics in a way that uh, now there's no gatekeeping or anything like everyone can uh, put the story they want to the internet and no one's there to like say that this cannot go because mm-hmm. Numbis it's, it's kind of unconventional like it's not the easiest story to sell so I'm really ha- happy that I'm in this era of web comics when I can just put it out and people can find it. But but yeah, I really I'm really looking forward to print it. Like that's that's the dream. That's and right. I was really happy that there was like um the audience was really excited. So so in the first like twenty four hours of the live campaign, the Indiegogo campaign, we already raised like the fifty percent. So so wow. so that was really that was really great for me to see like the fans really really come and get their book, so, so we still have some way to go, but, but it was really encouraging for me, especially for the future, that people really want to see this in print as well. Well, I mean,
1: on top of being a comic, it's a book of art. <laughs> Gorgeous yeah. freaking art, so <laughs> it's a win-win if you do buy it. I would advise uh, getting it. I, I might have to get one myself
3: oh well please do <laughs>
1: <laughs> one thing um i do want to touch on you know you had mentioned a little bit ago is your animations and i saw on your website uh which is uh dot we'll have links for uh, but i did watch a few of your animations there uh, one being the dancing skeleton and then there was another uh, one that had a, a couple of different foxes playing with each other that is that how you say f- a fox plural foxes is that right?
3: Yeah. Okay. I think it's fucked fox-
1: up. It? Yeah. <laughs> I it myself, but uh, they were both—they <laughs> were both so amazing—and I can't imagine um, how much time goes into each of those. Because, what was it—the dancing skeleton one? I think you had numbered each cell up in the top left corner and you know just watching for a few seconds you were already seeing it like 100 200 300 like it was crazy <laughs> how quickly they were racking uh, racking up they were amazing
3: oh yeah the skeleton one that had um i still remember it because it was hand drawn um and it was 800 it was over 800 uh, frames <sighs> and it took four hours to scan it <laughs> it was madness
1: (laughs) it was so cool though like the perspective you know not only a skeleton dancing but at one point the camera like goes along his toe and up his uh leg bone through his hip you know up the spine inside the rib cage and then into the skull and out the eye that's some amazing camera work done uh via animation (laughs) you know i mean you've got an eye for uh for a camera too it would see
3: Thank you. I'm, I'm glad to hear. I, I I really I'm really happy. I found some time to do them. And um, and the, those animations, they are a bit older. Like the first freshest one is probably the animated trailer I made for this comic.
1: Yes, for, that one was good cool too. That's
3: on the on the round, and that's quite simple. But 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 yeah, like that's the freshest one, and the other ones are a bit older. And I because you know when it's your own stuff, you become more critical of it. So I didn't even have it online for so many years and my sister and friends were like just just put it on it's it's good and it's <laughs> like what it's not <laughs> so, so like i'm really happy to hear that that you appreciate them because i i just i think i put them on the internet like last week <laughs> guess, are you so.
1: serious they've only been up that long
3: yeah uh, uh, there's maybe the fox one probably was like out longest i just didn't make noise about it but the rest was pretty much hidden like i didn't put them anywhere on the site like they were just in youtube like if you randomly happened to find them but wow but yeah
1: how freaking cool i would love to be an animator son of a gun would that be fun i'd never leave well i'd never leave already but i would especially <laughs> not leave then <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's, it's really rewarding when you like work really hard and uh, draws the same scene over and over and work in the timing and then when it clicks, and then it starts to move and the magic happens that it suddenly comes alive. Like it's I, I never get tired of it. I love animation.
1: How fun. Uh, you're making me want to look into it now (laughs) all right and our listeners can uh, definitely check those out by again going to ninaevelina.com and uh you have social media handles nina
3: yeah yeah i have um in uh twitter i am n salemeline like, because I really like to stay on point with these names. I have different names for everyone. <laughs> but yeah, in Twitter, it's Salamelin, And in Instagram, it's art of Nina Evelina.
1: Perfect. So
3: I'm, I'm on those places at least.
1: Which, well, we'll be uh, tagging and, uh, you know, posting and stuff, so people will definitely be able to see them. And uh, we'll also put stuff up for your Indiegogo to help get that uh, trade, that funded. because how cool. Thank you very
3: much. And definitely, and if there are any Discord users, my comic has its own Discord server, so if anyone reads it and enjoys it and wants to talk and hang out, then they are more than welcome
1: how cool how warm and inviting how can you turn down that kind of uh uh request people come on
3: indeed come on. go read it please <laughs> <laughs>
1: you you definitely have our uh, seal of approval on that so nina again thank you so much for being here it's been a lot of fun and uh we wish you all the best we really do
3: yeah thank you so much for having me guys it was really a lot of fun
0: jack what do we have on the website, sir? Go to CannedAirPodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, see some of our YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Don't forget to click the evergreen. Ah, I'll quit. You tried. That's what's important. Yeah.
1: yeah. E for effort. And don't forget to find us on Twitter at candairpod once again and on Instagram at canned underscore air and uh our patreon extra content for a little bit of money every month that's all i gotta really say at this point people you know how patreon works go over there and get some of that tasty merch and uh extra content
2: and uh well oh, worth more. your money on patreon
1: oh uh, yeah we've yeah we definitely did an overhaul and made it uh, more worth your money this time around. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> didn't we uh what am i forgetting gentlemen anything don't think so i feel like we used to have so many things we rattled off and now that we've kind of uh you know shed some of the weight uh i don't know it feels like there should be more i should be saying here but i I guess not right no all right what a weird feeling this is all right well until next time (laughs) i am jeremy collie
0: i'm jack doherty i'm randy
2: hardenbrook
3: and you're nina and you're nina oh do i say my name oh i'm nina (laughs) Thanks for having me once again.
1: (laughs) And thanks so much for being here, Nina. And uh, to all of our listeners, be excellent to each other.
2: That's why I fear it won't do And they say that a hero can save us I'm not going
0: your... Hey, what are you doing out here? I thought you were grounded. My parents are mean, so I'm running away from home. Where you gotta go? I don't know yet, but that'll show them.
1: <laughs> it sure will.
2: Shipwreck!
1: <laughs> parents just don't understand. And it gets lonely on the road, so be sure to listen to the Candair podcast. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.
0: GI Joe.
1: Oh man, I was just gonna say something. There's something you said in there that jogged my memory, but then it just split as quick as it came to my mind. Mission um, accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Canned Air production.
2: My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story,